Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. And they're racing in the Melbourne Cup. Twilight Payment tries to bring their heart. Bear with a clear kick! What a ride! What a win! In a cup we'll never forget! Great to have your company once again on 10 Speaks Racing and this is the Melbourne Cup edition. And a little bit like the great race itself, which has been a war of attrition for those finally getting to the starting blocks, the final 24. As far as the 10 Speaks Racing podcast, there are only three left. And it is the elite of the elite. James Winks, David Gately and myself, unfortunately no Nick Quinn and Britt Taylor said, you know what, my job is done. I've tipped enough winners for the carnival. You'll have to wait and see me on the screens of 10 on Cup Day. How are we, gents? How did we get through Derby Day? Yeah, very well. A little bit tired, but it was great to have the crowds there, different atmosphere, so now we move on to the big dance. Is it great to get back on the, uh, in the saddle? It was. Everyone was saying I'd pull up sore, but I knew I would fit as a fiddle, mate. <laughs> Do you pull up sore, Gator? Sore? Um, like, I'm washed up, but I can't do much about that. Did realise I'm the same age as D. Oliver, though, today, when we recorded that. So you did that cup how show. old are you? 49. 49, then, I guess. All the greats are. 49 <laughs> and, and five months, Ollie. Yeah, we won't get in the months past. But um, Derby Day was fabulous because of the, I think, the two outstanding wins. Like, Hitotsu, to do that to 2,500 and accelerate like that is reserved for good horses. And Home Affairs, speaking of reserved for good horses... That was awesome, and he smashed the clock. Love that. And then those shots of the crowd in the pub, yeah. that got me going. Yeah. You know, we're back, Melbourne. Come on. 100%. And they were the two performances on the track, but then the two big dogs going head-to-head, mm. Ollie and J-Mac. Those rides of Damien Oliver, two group ones. He's now just one away from equaling George Moore, which people said would never, ever happen yeah. with 126. Right. Winksy, you rode against him for so long. Yep. Massive, and I was... We did a little show earlier, and I said, you mentioned you've got like your LeBron Jameses and your Tom Brady's, and they say how long their career goes for, or is going for, but then, like, D. Oliver's ridden at the top of the top for, what, 30, 40 years, mm. you know, and still giving them an amazing ride. And he announced himself Melbourne Cup Week, James McDonald. He's had a pretty dirty time when he comes down here, especially on Derby Day, to get four winners. He's equaled the most amount of wins on Derby Day by a jockey, in the history of the Melbourne Cup Carnival. The other one was Michael Clark in 1990. So yeah. it's a pretty big achievement for him. He's pipped on two others as well. Daisies yeah. and yeah. Cascadian yeah. were both perfect Cascadian rides. Cascadian was home. It was it? just a perfect ride. I mean, what else can you do? Sometimes you just you don't have quite the horse, but you give them every chance, all they can do in it. Well, that was the Racing Purist Day. Now we come to the Great Race Day. And the biggest race in Australia, arguably the race that stops the nation and the world, although a little less so this year because we've only got two international contenders. Uh, thank goodness Spanish Mission is there. Uh, we're recording this on a Sunday. All these runners need to pass the mandatory veterinary test on a Monday, so there could still be a twist uh, or two before we get to the gates at 3 o'clock on Tuesday. But, gents, he's been the long-time favourite for so long, incentivised. The shortest-priced favourite since Farlap mm. in 1930. Uh, why don't we 
just do a little whip around. If we just do a really quick summation of each horse and then we'll get your top four, top five. Deal. So, defending champion, number one, Twilight Payment. No horse has won the Melbourne Cup as a nine-year-old. He's a nine-year-old by European sta- uh, state, I suppose, age. He won with 50... Uh, Fifty five and, five and a half last year. He goes up to fifty eight this year. He's arguably racing in as good as form as he was last year. But Gator, the age and the weight, how much is that going to impact his chances on Tuesday? I think it'll get him beaten. I think he's in my you know, my first four massive pool that and the first fours I'll be playing, and he'll be in that. But he did run a third in the Irish St Ledger last year. This year, second. Yep. You know he's going every bit as well. Look, he comes up to 58, but against horses like Very Elegant, he's actually in okay relative weights. He must have a really strong case. He's, he's going to set a tempo and, and take catching, though, still. What do you see the speed in this year's yeah, cup like? strong, don't yeah. he? He leads strong. Knight's order, I think. And then there's a, a myriad of them that can sit handy, and that'll create speed coming to that first turn. When I say myriad, it's incentivised. It is Persan. It is Grand Promenade. I want to push up. Add Pondus to that Pondus. Spot, yep. Yeah, Charlie Rose and Floating Artist. All want to be mm. probably first five, and they can't all fit mathematically. No. He may be far away. Are you those incentivised? Yeah, I counted him. Yeah, oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, there you go. We'll get to him in a second, but um, give me your thoughts on Twilight Payment. Yeah. $12, he is. Soft draw, proven. Proven how he can go at a strong pace, which we think I think he's still in the race. Would you I try to ride him like he did last year, do you think? Yeah, I think he has to. He Why made would you go against that if it worked? Well, exactly. <laughs> they, like, and I think you said they made an error the year before yep. going too slow on him, and then they worked out what to do. So, yeah, why change it? All right, so top four, top five? Yeah, top five. Okay. Uh, number two is the favourite incentivised. He's starting to get out to a better price now, a backable price. It'll be interesting to see what he hits on Cup Day. He's out to 250 now. He's mm. been 230 for two weeks since he won the Caulfield Cup. Yep. He's got a lot of records to break himself. Only Carbine, who won the Melbourne Cup in 1890 and is one of the legends of Australian racing, had a longer winning sequence heading into a Melbourne Cup. He's won nine in a row. Carbine had won ten in a row. Wow-y. He's got to carry 57 kilos. We know the history of that only... Uh, last year, uh, or sorry, um, Maccabi Diva yep. and Think Big have carried that type of weight. But he is freakish, Gator. How do they beat him? Well, I guess if he doesn't stay or if he's at the end of his prep, you know, they're, they're the queries. But I can't see either of those coming to fruition. And bad luck in running. There's always that in a field of 50,000. I'm happy 000. he's drawn where he's drawn. Yeah. But look, he's been beyond 2,000 metres four times. The aggregate winning margin's over 32 lengths. Uh, his Caulfield Cup win was dominant. Uh, he was under pressure on the turn, but he responded to that. That's what told me he'll run the trip. Uh, top pick. Let's not overthink it. Is, is he clearly top pick? Yep. Yep. Wixie, do you think Preble will ride him as arrogantly as he did at Caulfield? Because he took off and put the pressure on early. Yeah, I, th- I, I don't think he's going to be in the position to be able to do I think, you know, you're going to have Twilight Payment. They're going to be rolling along. And I don't think you'll ride him as arrogant because, like Gator said, you've still got to get 3,200 metres off a strong tempo. So... He's naturally he naturally builds into a race anyway, so you don't take that away from him. But he he won't be he won't be hitting the front at the top of the straight on him. I wouldn't have thought. Mm. His form and the eye tells you thirty two hundred's no issue. But if you look at his breeding, you might start to question it. Uh, the dam was by a glacier who was a thousand meter specialist. Mm. Smashed the clock one day at uh, Flemington. Yeah, yeah. Now nah, look, I, I can only go on what I've seen. I'm yep. not a breeding buff, and it can fool you. There's plenty of you know. Was it Ian Thorpe's brother who can't swim? <laughs> <laughs> or Dawn's sister. Um, we're all incentivised. All right. Yeah, you have to stick with the obvious. What price do you reckon we could get? What price would you 
be happy with. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know how to answer that in a Melbourne Cup. Um, the question probably, what, what, what else are they going to back would mm. be the question for him to go out. Like, what, yeah. Well, if, if Spanish Mission gets there without any issues from the vet test on Monday, the money was coming for it before the, the hiccup that it had on Friday. It was into $6. It went out to $9, which is his current price. So if they get there on Cup Day and everyone's happy with Spanish Mission, I, I would imagine punters will start to back a few to look for a bit of value. Yeah. Right? Oh, look, it's the Melbourne Cup. They yep. will, you know. And look, a lot can go wrong. History tells you that. So we'll see. All right, Spanish Mission. He is, according to those who rate the European form, the real deal. And his form says it. Just beaten by Stradivarius last start. In the Gold Cup, he beat home Stradivarius. Mm. Uh, he beat Santiago, a, a derby winner in the Yorkshire Cup before that. Everywhere you look, his form is A-class staying. Thousand percent. Look at the gap behind them in the Lonsdale Cup. Um, if you haven't seen the video, it was like the, he and Stradivarius lapped the other other runners, including Twilight Payment. Yeah, there you go. That Irish Derby you mentioned is relevant as well because uh, he thrashed Santiago in the Yorkshire Cup. This saw Spanish mission. Santiago won the Derby as you referenced. Second was Tiger Moth. Mm. You know, second in this race last year. It's irresistible form if he's right. Yeah, if he's right. It's not the ideal prep, you wouldn't have thought, but he's past the vets at this day. I think if he incentivises to be beaten, it'll be by Spanish mission. We've seen a lot of the Europeans previously want to come out and put a strong speed on, but in his replays, his horse that tends to like to settle back. Where do you think he'll be in the run? Well, with the guaranteed speed, mm. I think they'll want to get in midfield somewhere. Yep. Number four, very elegant. I'm so pleased they decided to accept with her. It just adds that another layer of class in this year's cup. She was stiff last year, I think. I don't know whether it was the best ride in the race. Uh, he got lost on her, and she flew home at the end. She finished seventh. Again, the weight factor. 55.5 last year, up to 57. She's earned it because of the group one she's won. What do you think she can do in a cup with that weight up against a horse like Incentivizer's Spanish Mission? Uh, off the noms, I had her second pick. Uh, then the barrier draw came out, and I think she's the one that's disadvantaged because from 19, they don't want to use her early. And they certainly don't want to face in the breeze because you know she can get a little bit keen. But she was enormous in this race last year. Remember, not many ran on in it. Yeah. You know, it was dominated up front. She was the one that ran on. And she only been a couple of lengths. She gets a kilo on Twilight Payment. I think she beats him home, all things being equal. And, uh, yeah, definite top four or five picks for me. Yeah, just how far back she's got to go yeah. is the question. Uh, I don't know, maybe three. If you've got three deep cover midfield, it'd be ideal. Yep. She's got the quality. I'm, I'm wrapped she's in it too because we just needed that extra good horse in it, you know. So. I think you'll know your fate going out of the straight the first time with it. Top five? Uh, all day. Top five. Very yep. elegant for Gator and also Winksy. Uh, number five is Explosive Jack, three-time derby winner in his three-year-old year. And he was at that stage, prior to the Caulfield Cup, probably around about the fourth, fifth line of betting. But he's been a big drifter because he was disappointing, Gator, in the Caulfield Cup. He's 50 to one. He didn't fire, did he? But it's not like him. All his other form is, uh, is really consistent. So uh, I think... You know, you can always give them, forgive them an average run. Unfortunately, in this race, they don't generally come off an average run. But if you can forgive it on a soft track around Caulfield and go on his run prior to that, where he hit the line nicely, 3.9 lengths off a horse called Incentivise, and he meets him, you know, near four kilos better, he has a case off that. He's drawn a cosy gate, gate four. Johnny Allen's in unbelievable form. Can you see him running top five? I, I don't think so. But he, he, he does no work in the run, so he may finish... Further forward than back. All right. Number six is the chosen one. He ran out of his skin last year. He finished fourth in the race. 
He's another 50 to 1 pop because he was disappointing in the Caulfield Cup. Yeah, that's right. And um, he fits a similar profile. His previous form was really good. He was the race fastest time by Delphi. Uh, he's some of the better sectionals of the day at the end of 2400. And I thought, uh, wow, we. But then he disappointed at Caulfield. So if you can forgive that one run, he's in the trifecta first four conversation. Yeah, he runs well. He just seems to pop up on this day, doesn't he? So again, soft draw, D Lane, Murray Baker. Yeah, he'll he'll. I, I'm not saying I wouldn't have thought top five, but he'll be he'll be thereabouts. All right, number seven is Delphi. This is an intriguing runner, Ollie. He's won three Melbourne Cups. He's in rare form, as we saw on Derby Day. But what I didn't like, he started a firm second favourite in the Caulfield Cup. Was he just raced keen? And I'm surprised that he's obviously done well. I, I didn't think after the Caulfield Cup he'd be heading to a Melbourne Cup. What are your thoughts about 3,200 metres in Delphi? Yeah, look, it's an unknown. He just has to relax something that uh, hasn't been his, uh, his A, uh, you know, something certainly it looks like an Achilles heel, but his Herbert power win was very strong. He took off a long way from home. I thought the Caulfield Cup was forgivable. He was pressured all the way, um, wet track, and he was on the quick backup, so... I think I'm expecting a lot better. He's my best Ruffy. Okay, he's $21. I think of a horse that was favoured by the draw, it's this horse. Uh, um, you can cover him up. Yep. You can cover him up straight away. But at the same time, hold your spot. So where the other day in the Caulfield Cup, he, he was an aggressive horse anyway and obviously got to the top and never rested. So like Ada said, there's a, there's a lot of forgives from the Caulfield Cup. If you, if you take that run out and he was coming straight in off the Herbert Power, you'd have him right up there. Ocean Billy, another runner for Chris Waller, one of the outsiders in the race. He's an $81 chance on what you saw in the Caulfield Cup. Do you give him a hope? He's won the Auckland Cup over 3,200. It was a very good win that day. His Caulfield Cup run was okay. He's been a long way, though, and that's going to be the query. He does get back on top of the ground. I think that's important. Yeah, not for me, to be honest. All right, pen through uh, Ocean Billy. Sydney Cup winner Salino, another one from the Waller stable. He's drawn the extreme outside, and he was a long way behind them in the Caulfield Cup, $71. Late section was a good though. He warmed up really nicely when the race was over. He'll eat the trip. He wants at least 3,200. We saw that with the Sydney Cup where he beat Roma Flowers. It was my original top pick for this uh, race a long way out. But I think Roma Flowers should have won it. One <laughs> go at the distance for a win's positive, so he's going to get the trip. But like you say, Gator, how fast will he get the trip mm. is the question. And Ronnie Stewart, big moment for Ronnie Stewart to come down and have his first ride in the Melbourne Cup. Yeah, he won the Sydney Cup on him, didn't he? Yeah, yep. he did. So, yeah. Lightweight jockey, uh, yeah, exciting times for him for sure. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. All right, number 10 is Johnny Get Angry, and the sentimental story of the uh, of the spring last year, Dennis Pagan winning the derby, and Lockie King, 30 years since his old man Stephen King won the Melbourne Cup on Let's Elope, gets his first ride in the Cup, and I think there must be some sentimental money, because he's $71. His form said hmm. says there should be a couple of zeros on that. <laughs> yeah, you can get seven under with me. Um, <laughs> 
No, he's just he's out of form. But it, yeah, he's he's the story. But uh, that's where it ends for me. Yeah, the story won't end well. Night's <laughs> <laughs> nice order for uh, Gay Waterhouse, Adrian Bott. Oh, this is one I'm surprised it's going around as well. It, it needs to turn it around. It, it did nothing on Saturday, and the Geelong Cup was ordinary, Gator. Yeah, he's rolling along, typical, because um, that was his best win last prep when he won at Eagle Farm. He uh, led and raced away. It was terrific that day, but he seems, uh, you know, a shell of that horse. He's going terrible. Blinkers off. Maybe, uh, I don't know. No. Just looking at the market, there are... There are seven horses uh, at 101, and there probably could be nine. It's It falls away quickly this year's Cup, doesn't it? Sure. Uh, number 12, Persan, is not one of those. Ran the race of his life to finish fifth last year, and geez, in good form. That was a great run in the Caulfield Cup. He's a $34 chance, which to mine seems generous. Yeah, he's certainly a first four trifecta hope. I mean, he, as you say, ran well in it last year. Ran, just ran well in a Caulfield Cup. He's in the right stable. He stays down rel- you know, relatively low in the weight, so... He gets a kilo and a half on incentivised to turn around five lengths. Always shows up. So, yeah, I think he can run top five for sure. All right, Persan, uh, $9 a place as well. Number 13, Karif. Uh, this galloper is another one. That is a big price, 126 to 1. Has run and uh, won over 3,200. Any top five hopes? Look, he drops in weight looking for a positive, but he's just he's not in the right form. Only positive is in St. Lee's colours. <laughs> <laughs> Number 14, Master of Wine, uh, another galloper here that is 100 to 1. This time 12 months ago, or maybe mm. 15 months ago, he was probably favourite, equal favourite in a Melbourne Cup. He yeah. hasn't turned out since then. No, he hasn't really been the same. Also, there were really positive signs of Flemington two runs ago when he powered home behind Grand Promenade. He was in the worst part of the track, Caulfield, so I think the margin was forgivable. Yeah, he was on the back foot straight away at Caulfield. He didn't step clean, and, and if you watch the replay, he wasn't too bad late, so... Might be a little sneaky. I'm not saying maybe sneaky top 10 or something. All right. Number 15 is Pondus. This would be a great story. Uh, Rachel King, her first ride in a Melbourne Cup. Obviously, uh, Lloyd Williams, who has the defending champion, Twilight Payment, and Pondus, won the Cup seven times, looking for his eighth win Mm -hmm. as an owner. I'm filthy on this horse. All I needed him to do was run a place in the Moonee Valley Cup for a rather large multi-dividend. And that uh, would be a fourth. I thought he was weak <laughs> in the last hundred. Uh, is, he, is he a top five hope? Uh, look, he was only beaten the length. He was exposed a long way from home. There. He was only second up. So if you're giving floating artists a chance, and we are, look, he must have some sort of trifecta first four hope. Yeah, it does no work from the draw, follows twilight payment. We'll be there in the finish for sure. All right, $41, $9 the place for Pondus. At number 16, Grand Promenade, is one of the best local hopes. He's been absolutely flying. Kiramar, Dave Eustace, gee, they know how to train a stayer. Kieran mm. McAvoy knows how to win a cup. He's got three of them. One that Bart Cummings brilliantly. Gate 21, Gator. How detrimental is that draw? I think they'll just roll forward. They'll keep an eye on incentivise, roll over with him. I don't think it's a major issue. Good strong win at Flemington. It was a leader's track that day, leader-ish, but he, le- he was left in front a long way from home on a strong speed, and he kept running. $19, $5. Where does he run? Top three, top five? Uh, I've got him, uh, number 16, as my eighth top-rated runner. Eighth? It's probably a bit lower than what I anticipated. Uh, Winksy? Yeah, I've got him fifth top-rater with me. I think it always shows up the right jockey. I'm the I'm with Gail. I'm not worried about the draw. He'll just blend across. He's a natural go-forward horse. And as we've touched on the speed, they might spread and he might find a little spot. Do you think 32, he, he gives the impression? What do you think? Yeah. 
He looks probably, a stay the, Probably the question mark, but they've all got to get through it or get to the trip. So I had him fifth pick. All right, number 17, Miami Bound, uh, an Oaks winner. She's $126, fifth in the Mooney Valley Cup. They're putting the blinkers on her. Uh, Paddy Maloney, it's great for him to get a ride in the Cup, but is she top half, bottom half? Where does she finish, Gator? Uh, well, the blinkers would need to spark her up. You know, I think it's a, they're clutching at straws a bit, uh, second half. Bottom half, yep. Number 18, Port Guillem. Really good story for Harry Coffey to have a ride in the race. Barrier draw hasn't helped, gate 23. I know he's 126, no, he's 150 to 1, $26 a place. I actually really like the way he hit the line in the Caulfield mm. Cup. Late sectionals were good. He was lame in the Bart Cummings prior to that and on a forgive run and hit the line behind non-conformist who just chased incentivising in that Caulfield Cup. I've seen plenty worse 150 to 1 chances. Yeah, I just can't have him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I reckon he'll finish top 10. Oh, top 10. Yep. Bottle of champagne. Done. We're on. Beautiful. Lovely. I'm, I'm not as rich as uh, Brit, so it'll just be a normal, <laughs> yeah. <your> standard fare. <laughs> Number 19 is She's Ideal. This is another good story. Now, Bjorn Baker, I think this is his first runner in his own right. He's run horses in partnership with Murray Baker. And, of course, Murray Baker has the chosen one with Andrew Forsman. And Bjorn has come out and said, I don't care where she finishes. I've just got to beat the old man home. <laughs> so she's an $81 pop. Yeah, I think she can beat the old man home. Um, she's hitting the line quite nicely. Another one who raced in the inferior ground at Caulfield in the cup there. Metrop run late section was good there as well. So I think she ran the trip. Yeah, not the worst. Just a tricky, tricky lid. Tricky lid where, where she's got to get to in the run is probably the concerning part. Number 20 is future score Maddie Kamani. Uh, we'll have his sister Francesca on the coverage on Cup Day 200 to 1. Yeah, the Mini Valley Cup run probably wasn't, um, wasn't good enough to give him a live hope here. Beaten six lengths and changed behind Delphi prior to that. Yeah, not for me. Now we've got a real good chance. Charlie Rose, number 21. Uh, Dean Holland, big moment. Simon Wald, huge moment uh, for the trainer down at Warrnambool. She's done everything right this time in. She has been around the mark and honest. Good, tough win in the Geelong Cup. Is the only little question mark that she was odds on in the Adelaide Cup over 3,200 and she didn't get the job done. She peaked there, um, about 200 from home. She looked like she didn't quite get the trip. However, she was at the tail end of a long prep and off a couple of brilliant wins. So she certainly bred to run the trip. So I, I think that miss was forgivable, and she's absolutely flying, has the right full lines through non-conformist Grand Promenade. Yeah, I think if the locals apart from incentivised, she's the one for us. I got a third pick. Third uh, pick? Yeah. Just, I just like the draw for her, because she's a very good barrier horse, and I reckon she can get out of the scrimmage early, get the spot, and then rest. And she, she needs galloping room from the half mile, so again, the barrier draw favours her. $16. Where have you got her rated, Gator? No, I've got her outside my top 10. Outside the top 10? Yeah, yep. Gee, he's been harsh. We're going to do a top 10. What's the reasonings I'm, I'm, I'm for that, Gator? What's that? What's the reasonings for that, please? Oh, I can only fit 10 spots. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Number 22 is Floating Artist. This is my... He's not a roughie. He would have been if I backed him at 101 last week, but I forgot to. $16, $4.60. This is the unlucky runner of the spring, and... The reason he's been unlucky, as tough as it sounds, is because Tio Nugent has ridden him poorly his last two starts. The owners are sticking with Tio. He's been given a really big opportunity, his first ride in a Melbourne Cup. You're a jockey mentor. 
you're helping these riders out. If Tia Nugent is your boy and you're talking to him from a mental performance aspect, what are you telling him heading into the cup? Just don't overthink it. Mm. Don't overthink it. He's a good horse. He, he goes forward. Just ride him to his strengths. And like I said, you've got 50 kilos on your back. Just try and stay out of trouble. In all fact, he should have the picket fence. He should have won his last two. So he should be going in there five on the trot. Drawn a lovely marble. Again, you float down to the winning post, you keep it simple and you keep him out of trouble. He, he's a live hope. What's that pressure like, though, in a Melbourne Oh, cup? of course. And you, the, you know, leading up to it, it's, you know, the things that go through, oh, what about if I win the Melbourne Cup? And then what about if this happens? Mm-hmm. And you're going through all these scenarios in your head, but it's not until you've actually had that experience. And it's funny because I remember a couple of seasons ago, after the Melbourne Cup, uh, the goat was sitting in the corner and he come and he, we did no good and he come and sat down. And he goes, oh, well, that's over for another year. So he's got that of it's just another race yep. unless you win it. And that, unless you win the race, it is just another race. Mm. So that's how you've got to go in. Obviously, you know, if you do win, it's life-changing. How, were you, how nervous were you before your first? Uh, yeah, I, like I said, there's just different scenarios went through my head. And um, I was actually, my first cup ride uh, was Juro Valley and I, know him, I knew him very well so i had a lot of confidence in him so it wasn't too bad but yeah i think it's more that you're overthinking it because you think well geez what about if i do win the melbourne cup you know what I mean? and then you start thinking about all these scenarios so how many gotta... rides did you have in a cup uh, i think i had five five yeah well one of the thoughts going through tio's mind be i can't stuff this up again well and that's the thing i think he's what's happened's happened so you can't i don't think like that because if you if you're looking for the negative you're like you'll find it think that you're not just pretend it that hasn't happened Go, Kieran. Kieran and the owners have backed me again. I've got the right horse. I've got no weight. Let's go out and do the job. Where have you got him, Gator? Second pick. I think, um, agree, he should have strung a few. I like the strength to his form. Not so much this prep, but go back to 2019. He ran fourth in a group three at Goodwood. Guess it was just ahead of him. One length ahead of him. Spanish mission. Mm. And I think he's a better horse under this tutelage. So, well, what a do you like that one? I didn't even know. How many it until syllables? I sort of just, That's three syllables. <laughs> you beauty. It's a PB. Spanish mission. And what were the weights that day? Can't remember. I uh, got him there, didn't we? So, he thought he was good. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a 7K pull, around, pull, uh, pull now for yeah. floating artist. A group three Gordon Stakes. That, oh, look, I'm guessing. I don't know. I have to look it up, which is sort of my job. <laughs> Second top rider for Gator. Where have you got the artist? Uh, what number is he? 22. I had him one, two, I had him sixth. Six. All right. Number 23 is Great House. Confirmed his win in, uh, or his spot in the cup with a win in the Hotham. Uh, the last one to win the Hotham and win the cup was shocking in, uh, what was that, 2009, was it? Yep. Mickey D, Chris Waller, $23. Is he top five, Pope? I think yes, yes, yes. He he copped pressure on uh, Saturday, which is a good sign. Like no weight, fifty kilos. Mickey D won't have any problem getting down to that. Chris Waller wouldn't back him up if he didn't think the horse was right. So there's a lot of ticks there. Yeah. Five and a half lengths off incentivise in the Caulfield Cup. And he gets a kilo in advantage, a kilo and a half, and he raced in the inferior ground. So how much of that? Gets him closest to incentivise, or even puts him in front of incentivise. He ran good time in the Hotham. Liked seeing that too. All right, great house in the mix. Whereabouts? Top five. I've got him ninth, but um, you know, just doing an order. That's what we do. <laughs> He'll run top ten. Top ten. All right. Now, Sir Lucan has got into the field. Uh, a runner for Gay and Adrian and Bossy is on board. Just having a look at what price Sir Lucan is. 
He's a $26 pop, and, and this adds a bit more intrigue to the race because he's the little brother of Sir Dragonay. He's got European form. He was disappointing in the St. Ledger. I think they were expecting more than that. Mm. But you, you make the international form lines. He's also got some form second removed to the Cox Plate winner. That horse that he ran fourth to, uh, beer two starts ago mm. in the Great Voltager, it went on and beat the horse that state of rest beat Correct. when he won over in America. So you can join the dots a little bit that way. Yeah, sure. Go back to a couple of runs to last prep. He beat home Wordsmith. Uh, Wordsmith subsequently ran third in the Group 1 Irish Derby. So he's got the right profile, hasn't he? The Northern Hemisphere three-year-old. Yeah, chance. Gee, boss, he's, he's due. Due. I'm not saying he'll win, but he's just got a knack of knack. 50 kilos. Gay Waterhouse. Yeah. Just don't know. I've got a feeling. So where is he? Top five? Yeah, I have. I've got him fifth. Wow. All right. Gator, give me your top ten because I'm intrigued. All right. Let's go. Two, Incentivize. 22, Floating Artist. Three, Spanish Mission. Seven, Delphi. Four, Very Elegant. One, Twilight Payment. 24, Sir Lucan. 16, Grand Promenade. 23, Great House. 14, Master of Wine. Master of Wine. Tenth. Top ten. Tenth top Wow. All right, I haven't got ten. I haven't got ten. No, I've just got, I got seven. Not many, not you many got go seven. Okay. Yeah, I just got that's, numbers. That's impressive too. Yeah, incentivize Spanish mission, Tarly Rose, very elegant, Grand Promenade, Sir Lucan, and I also have floating artists in there. Yep. All right, I will only give you a top four because you only need four to collect the big okay. four, the first four even. Incentivise, clearly, on top. Floating Artist, second. I'm putting Grand Promenade in for third and Spanish Mission in for fourth. Wow. They are the top four in this year's Lexus Melbourne Cup. Hey, boys, can't wait to see you out at Fabulous Flemington on Cup Day and with a crowd Where to cheer Gator and Winksy on as well. Hope you've enjoyed the 10 Speaks Racing podcast series throughout the Spring Carnival. We'll do it all again next year. Good punning in the Melbourne Cup. 